Hey Broomers, this is a quick warning that the show we're covering in this episode has a group of travelers, which uh, they refer to as gypsies, and they lean hard into the stereotypes. Uh, Also, this message is to let you know that I'm researching the people referred to as gypsies in this uh, for an upcoming mini-sode, so stay tuned. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. We love you all, even you, Juan. On with the show. Welcome to Bedknobs and Broomflicks, the podcast that talks about witches, man-witches, warlocks, sorcerers, and other magic practitioners in movies, television, comic books, books, and just about everything. We also talk about heroic and just plain awesome animals as our favorite familiars and witches in history. Sorry, this show will include spoilers. You have been warned, though the show is 20 years old, so... <laughs> is it really? Yeah, was, I mean, because remember Oof. I even made a mention that of the whole Towers thing and the opening. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, this episode aired in 2000, yeah. so... <laughs> yeah, before before uh, 9-11, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Something happened back then. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> remember how they're in the background of the opening sequence and, you know, it looked really awkward. I yes. <laughs> I think I even made a point of that in the last episode. Anyways, hi. <laughs> it's been a minute. <laughs> yes. My name is Jane, um, but you can also refer to me as Jane the Jackknife. I am serving <laughs> 10 years in the prison for jackknifing. <laughs> For carving? <laughs> no, jackknife is the difference. That's why I got 10 Worrying years. sheep. <laughs> My name is Linda, but as always, you can call me the cheese. Terrified in all the kingdoms. <laughs> and we are going to continue on with covering the 10th Kingdoms. This is the second episode that's available on Amazon Prime through Freebie. Um, so, yep, enjoy. The cringe continues. (laughs) The cringening. (laughs) Well, or, um, we were just discussing before recording, if you look at IMDb, uh, because of the way that this aired originally, it's considered to be episode 1.4. Yeah, it's because they can't give it a whole 0.5 decimal. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? If you haven't watched them yet, um, I suggest you do because, I mean, this is just going to give everything away. But um, you can watch it for free uh, through Amazon on free fee. Yep. With little commercial breaks that don't make sense midway through that sometimes interrupt (laughs) at very awkward moments. Although I think, um, yeah, I think that yeah, it was the last episode, the first episode we watched where... um, uh, Wolf is in the restaurant talking about meat and the commercial immediately cut to somebody pr- pulling out like a burnt roast and I'm like wow timing <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> first I was like I don't remember this scene I was like oh yeah I forgot commercials played during this thing <laughs> yeah oh. anyways yes. uh, there there was like an ode to meat in this episode too <laughs> Oh well, you no. Know, trust me. It's like, and I I remember watching this a lot just because it was just mm-hmm. such a good kind of like background noise thing to study to in college. But like actually now watching it a little bit more in depth, it's like, oh, oh, geez, super. Oh 
boy. Super cringe. <laughs> super. <laughs> super cringy. <laughs> Trying so hard for comedy and other things. It's just not coming through here. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Well, maybe not even comedy. I'd say the flirting is the thing that's super cringe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, uh. Yeah, there are some interesting moments but um that's a word (laughs) (laughs) there is a part in here where uh he's talking about bacon because they're having bacon sandwiches for breakfast and it it i have to share it because it, it it just completely epitomizes how i feel when i try to stick to a vegetarian diet (laughs) pork always brings me back i swear i mean here we go i can sense my nostrils twitching like bacon in the morning little pigs parading up and down with their curly corkscrew tails (gasps) bacon sizzling away on an iron frying pan (gasps) baste it Roast it, toast it, nibble it, chew it, bite right through it, wobble it, gobble it, wrap it round a couple of chickens in a my ravenous. <laughs> Gotta love it. I do have to wonder, did he really need the bread? I mean, he even said wrap it or a couple of chickens, mm. and I'm just like... I mean, I know they don't have chickens, but I was like, I feel like the bread was useful, useless in this case. Like, like they're having, like, if you watch in that scene, like, Tony and Virginia have, like, a basic, like, sliced bread sandwich. He used yeah. to like, two ends of a dinner roll shoved together. Yeah. Like, that is a very bready sandwich filled with bacon. I mean, you, you could have just, like, <laughs> like, thin, like, pita bread level sliced, you know? He's got, like, these big, like ciabatta yes <laughs> size like bread buns oh but you know he's he's enjoying life yes um you gotta say that <laughs> no and i think as we said last episode all of these actors are really just playing it up <laughs> yeah i gotta say um and you know just as we uh mentioned in our our, our tweet for the last episode that the uh the troll sibs uh you've got don lewis jeremiah burkett and uh, hugh o'gorman as well as wolf scott cohen they are just like giving it fucking everything and they are all in and i'm here for it oh yeah no it makes it i think that's why i kind of enjoyed this even though there's so many cringy parts is that Mm-hmm. It's just enjoyable, especially you know the troll siblings. Like, I like when um when they're out on the rowboat and they're still listening to the boombox and they're still listening to uh, Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just so amusing. And then the batteries die and they get pissed. Of course, like, we didn't need that scene at all. It could have just been totally edited out and nothing would have changed. But still, like I'm watching them. I know they're just. <laughs> It was, I mean, he's doing a little disco. Bluebell's doing his little yes. disco moves and stuff, and they're <laughs> rowing to the beat and everything. It's <laughs> and I thought about it because I, I realized that you know, when, with all this like larger than life acting, Kimberly Paisley, uh, Kimberly Williams Paisley, uh, who plays Virginia, she just gets kind of invisible, and she just kind of fades into the background. Because, like, she's surrounded by people who are just giving their all to the performance. 
But she feels like she's sleepwalking through some of it at times. Yeah, totally. But then I realized that, you know, it if they had her play like if they had her go over the top, then it just it would it wouldn't be good. It would just be ridiculous. Yeah, she's the straight man in this entire like kind of comedic mm-hmm. troupe in a way. Although it, it would have been too much. Although even when she when they do try, I mean like let's we can probably talk about like, you know, some of the very beginning scenes but you know so in the last episode she's been taken by the trolls and they're going to like put Mm -hmm. um you know the iron boots shoes on her that been sitting over the fire and lo and behold the the troll siblings are very easy to trick (laughs) a package comes you know well because you know random like boxes and presents come flying through your bedroom window i know that you (laughs) would totally open that up and expect a nice surprise I mean, you know me. Yeah. I mean, they don't even get to open it up. If you remember, they end up fighting over it and punching themselves yes. out. So it's well, and they they screw up uh, the subtitles a couple times in the um, Amazon version oh, yeah. on Freebie because in this one they they're all saying, "Do you smell that?" And at the same time, they say "leather," but of course, the sum subtitle says wonder yeah no i, I was even looking at that too i was like oh, no, i was like wow that's a that's an interesting choice of subtitle there <laughs> yeah somebody did was not paying attention i think but um yeah they're saying it could be shoes it could be boots <laughs> it could be my size and they end up punching yeah and so and then right after they punch each other out like she's virginia's still sitting there like you know strapped into this chair and wolf somehow swings in on a rope that i have no idea where the rope came from from the balcony (laughs) (laughs) i love that scene though it's so silly but like it it, it doesn't make sense but i love it like i'm here for your rescue (laughs) and of course like she doesn't trust him still because you know as she Mm -hmm. even says you tried to eat my grandma she's like oh i was just playing it's like Yes, he says wolfies just pretend to be bad. Yeah, sure. <laughs> just pretend to be naughty. And he's still smelling her, which is sort of like guy. <laughs> it's like we. It's, I mean, not for the fact you also have to escape, but you're not helping your case here. <laughs> no. <laughs> and uh, she decides to grab the invisible shoes, which he warns her against Wolf wants because her against. he knows yeah yeah he he knows that it could be addictive and magic itself can be addictive and um in the very beginning you see uh the evil queen uh our queen diane weist uh, she is like they have a voiceover from i believe her ancestor the uh, snow white's evil stepmother um she left her magical mirrors so she could take over the world. Well, she has more than one. Whereas, like, originally, obviously, with the Snow White mm-hmm. story, she has the one that kind of shows her everything. But she clearly has... The, the mirrors have more power than um, than the original story does, which is kind of cool. They expanded mm-hmm. upon that aspect of it. Because, you know, and the, she even says about that monologue, you know, it's like mirrors to see, yeah. mirrors to um control so it's like it's remember or uh, re- remember to remember yeah. rem- uh, to forget to travel which of course yeah. is a reference to the one that uh took them to the 10th kingdom or new york <laughs> they did a lot of air which... quotes just there that nobody can see but air quotes <laughs> <laughs> and now the um the 
what is he, the warden of Snow uh, White Memorial Prison, he found out that the evil queen had some stuff stashed there and uh, including the mirror. So he has all the, he has some of the prisoners throw out everything that was in that room, including a mirror, which uh, is thrown on a boat after, uh, after Tony tries to make it work. Well, Tessa <laughs> tries to, try to, to save it too. I mean, this, he, he's trying mm-hmm. to like work, work, work. He's like trying to like throw it out to give some credits to Tony, not for the, um, you know, trying to make it work, but they don't seem to have placed all of the prisoners close enough to the boat to be able to toss <laughs> something that large. Cause the mirror is about as big as Tony. And yeah. I was like, okay, a single dude is not going to be able to chuck that. Th- I mean, he, he has a good arm. He is able to get into the boat and it doesn't mm-hmm. shatter. But again, a single dude in most cases with a mirror that big, knowing how heavy mirrors can be, that is not a single man. You can get that into the boat. That thing would have landed in the grass in five seconds with how close <laughs> those guys were to the boat. It's like, he's like, can we get a little bit close? I'm like, yeah, you probably actually should. Also, I think it's going to land in the grass and you got a lot of glass. It's just, oh, awful. <laughs> so, and the, the warden doesn't <clears throat> give a crap. He's no. like, you just break it. I don't care. <laughs> and, and lo and behold, he is like throwing, uh, throwing vases in the, in the boat and whatever. Shattering, that, yeah. Yeah. And can I just say something, speaking of the, because Tony wasn't actually on the uh, prison work detail, uh, Wendell, mm. Prince Wendell still has his golden retriever form, puts him on the work details to just try to help, which is kind of like one of the first nice things I think Wendell's done for anybody, but. Although he's probably doing it more for himself. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> but my favorite part of that is, did you actually pause and read the list of the prisoners? <laughs> I did. I did. Okay, I wrote down my favorites, and I want to see if maybe we share it on them. Lopsided Larry, <laughs> Woody Waxface, No Eyes Eddie, which in my opinion, No Eyes Eddie, I don't know if he needs to be on the walking detail. I'm a little worried about him. I love No Eyes Eddie. And then I, I wrote it down. I think it's a Y, but Gropey the Goblin. I'm like, well, <laughs> did his parents just set him up for failure as a child? <laughs> I shall call him Gropey. <laughs> this will not come up later in his life. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of uh, some of the uh, uh, characters in uh, the TV show Disenchanted by Matt Groening. Where mm. like some of them, like there's Elfo is like just like the main elf. But some of them are like Secrio or something or Shadow. It's like... <laughs> and of course, like they live up to their names and stuff. <laughs> But yeah, oh. it's um I thought that that list was just absolutely hilarious. Um but yeah, it's and during that time while he's tossing the mirror in, um you know, Wolf has freed Virginia and they've gone away and <laughs> they're going to try to rescue him. But before that, cuz I know this Oh, we have to yeah, talk we have about to it. talk about this. They go through the uh giant beanstalk forest which I was curious about some of the signs on each of the beanstalks. I was like, are those like home numbers? Like, it's like 39 <laughs> beanstalks. I was like, I wonder if those are like giant house numbers, like the house numbers instead of, yeah, just just curiosity. I mean, the giants don't make an appearance except in the opening sequence, so it's not a right. It's not a thing. I promise you that at no point do giants come up in the rest of the series, so. And he does, Wolf does say something like they, they, they're too busy drinking to reproduce. 
I mean, to be fair, whiskey dick is a real thing, okay? Yeah, so. exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking like, oh, yeah, the struggle is real for them. <laughs> but yeah, so the and the trolls are chasing them, you know, obviously after um, Relish, the troll comes back and realizes his kids are once again failures at life and doing anything good and finds out that and the, his shoes I've are gotta taken. I've got to say that... The and and speaking of which, I I'm so sorry, but I, I it 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 kind of bothers me that the troll sibs are so one hundred fucking percent in this. But Ed O'Neill and don't get me wrong, I I I you know I grew up watching uh, Married with Children. I love Ed O'Neill, but I feel like it's just Al Bundy with troll makeup. Yes. <laughs> yes, I mean, like, we'll take even the scene where he goes to the one, um, the town and starts raiding mm-hmm. and taking over and killing people. It's, yeah, he really does when he's talking to Diane Weiss' character through the mirror. He's just like, I'm hungry now. And it's like, yes, I feel like I've heard that line spoken through somebody without makeup on. <laughs> yes, exactly. And he's like, not even trying to do an, uh, like a voice or anything, but. Meanwhile, they're, they're troll kids talk like this. And he's just like, yeah, I'm hungry now. Mm. <laughs> like, oh, there's kind of a disconnect here at O'Neill. <laughs> did you not, did you not prepare with the kids? <laughs> like, what is happening here? What was going to be the joint language spoken or? Yeah, I, I, I feel like there was not a lot of uh, table reads for this. <laughs> Although um, I I do love the weird random references to the drugs that they take. I had to take a note because I fucking love this. <laughs> I knew you probably would. Well, they're in the beans hunting down Virginia and Wolf in the beanstalk forest, and Virginia and Wolf are hiding up in the beanstalks because, according to Wolf, it throws off the smell is pungent and it throws off the scent of the dogs that the trolls have. And Drispy will live there watching the three uh, siblings, like, uh, talk about what was it, fairy dust, and then... Um, well, the, I know that, um, who is it, uh, Burly the Troll asks Blabberwort if she has any uh, magic mushrooms. Oh, yes, magic and mushrooms. And she says no, but she's got some dwarf moss. Yes. <laughs> she says, the last time I took it, I saw fairies for three days. <laughs> <laughs> They roll a dwarf moss joint. Yeah, using one of the leaves <laughs> of the beanstalk. If you saw what they took, it's <laughs> it's like, well, okay, not that I've done this in a while, but I do know that I think taking a moist leaf, I'm assuming a beanstalk, yeah, a moist it's leaf, not gonna work out very well. No, not really. <laughs> also, I'm trying to imagine but, them walking to their dad, trying to like hold in their <laughs> inhale. <laughs> I think he he calls it a he says roll us a giant yes exactly <laughs> oh lovely but yes you want to talk about the scene while they're well because a, a couple of things have happened before this first off Virginia's got a chance to try on the shoes and it made her invisible but they don't last forever they need time to recharge obviously and she is indeed getting addicted to it yes it's it it's really just kind of sad when I think about the whole like, oh, girls love shoe obsession thing. And I'm just like, I've never liked that. And maybe it's because I don't like shoes myself. So, but yeah, yeah but also at the same time, it doesn't also work because Wolf can smell her. So, 
you know. Well, also, she says something later about like, well, why, why aren't you addicted to the shoes? And he says, because I don't want to be invisible like you do. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's kind of telling, and it's like, oh, ouch. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like when he takes the shoes away and like puts them in his jacket, she starts like trying to dig into his coat and stuff, starts flirting with him, and I'm just like, like I. I started to like like get really uncomfortable. It's cringe. <laughs> it's so cringy. She's like leaning against like the music. Like, do you think I'm sexy? Yeah. <laughs> and that was about the tone. Like, I don't think I, I. I think I got the tone just right. And he's just. But then he's being like he's being the MVP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like before, I feel like uh, before woke culture really, you know, was a thing. He's being he's being a gentleman because, you know, he he's been lusting after her and he can take this moment to to be like, hey, uh, yeah, I do find you sexy, baby. But <laughs> I also know that it's the shoes talking. So, yeah, please stop. <laughs> Although yes. I do like I mean, to be fair, he has also had an extensive one session of therapy, according to him, you know. Hey, he's yeah. Been, and and he's he read books. all the books. <laughs> I, I, what was one of the, the one that he actually grabbed the bed one? child or something yeah he's like i actually grabbed this but whatever (laughs) healing for the bedwetting child child. (laughs) he's like i grabbed this one by mistake but i've read them all (laughs) i actually started to look up some of the book titles that they were reading and yeah they don't exist thankfully because i think one of them was like (laughs) Um, I think it was a play on one that actually did exist where it said like men who love women who hate women. And, but it's actually supposed to be. Oh, no, it's men who love women who hate men. Yeah. Well, there was I think I swear there was one where it's like who hate other women or something. But it was like a play on because there is actually one. There's a real one called um, when I was looking these up. It's Oh, no, no, Dodd, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was women who love men who hate women. That's the real one. Yeah, that's the real one. But I think, I don't think they used the real title of that. I think they actually took a different one or something. I I can't remember, but it was like one of those things I was like, do any of these actually exist? (laughs) Because some of them just, I mean, I I am not a fan of self-help books. I am, yeah. So like, I was curious if they were really- Oh, I'm addicted. If they were making fun of it. Some of them are just get so ridiculous. And I, in the back of my head, I hear George Carlin's voice going like, that's not <laughs> self-help. That's help. If you- yes. <laughs> If you got, if you fixed yourself without the book, you didn't need help. <laughs> Something like that. I just, destro- I just totally wrecked his uh, bit. But yeah, I just hear that voice in the back of my head. No, I hear you. And I feel like a lot of them are just um, just ways for the author to make money off of like a lot of common sense crap. Or sometimes they can get kind of dangerous. But I, I love the ones that kind of um, help aid in introspection and understanding yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love those things. I'm a sucker for those. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm just not a fan. That's just me personally. So mm-hmm. everybody else can enjoy them as much as you want. Just I'm like I said, I'm always, as you say, there. I think that maybe it's because I'm very much aware of some of the ones that exist in self-help and how a lot of it is very like common sense crap, like tied into yeah. like, you know, a lot of um, elaborate words and verbiage and source um, research. Well- I feel like you should be reading more of them so we can understand, because if we're going to lead a cult, I feel like we really need to know what works. 
Linda. We have to become a guru first. Linda, <laughs> my research comes from reading about how all these other cult leaders failed and not doing that. It's the same way of how I intend okay. to be the ruler of a country. Watch out. Read all about the historical um, kings and queens and emperors and empresses and say, how did that fail? Got it. <laughs> I'll study what worked and you study what doesn't work or what hasn't worked. And we'll, we'll come together to make a good, um, I mean, club. Mm -hmm. Organization. <laughs> we would never have a cult. <laughs> a club. Yes, sure. <laughs> so anyway, check out our Patreon. <laughs> All I'm thinking right now is because uh, uh, Linda got me into the game Cult of the Lamb. Yes! And one of the things yes! I'm doing is like when you get a follower, I'm making them all wear red. <laughs> My kid asked me like, awesome. why don't I make them all look a certain way? Like not like he just wanted to see if they could change their physical shape. And I'm like, I need to be able to keep track of who I'm talking to. <laughs> and the one downside to making them all look exactly the same <laughs> is that, that I lose followers. track are monkeys uh they have the monkey form but they have different colors <laughs> oh yeah no see i was just like nope everybody wears red and i was hoping that later on maybe i can like change their coloring like based off of like who i like more <laughs> but that doesn't seem to be an option yet <laughs> i named my cult the family and then i we watched the documentary series <laughs> I was gonna say, the uh, family the <laughs> yes. speaking of things i just watched <laughs> right <laughs> whoops oh, oh you, but anyway i'm sorry i was gonna say if you want to get really upset about a documentary about a cult um um uh pray and keep sweet i think it's called oh, oh god yeah. that's that's upsetting well like, I, I already I knew, knew but at the same time it's like oh it's even worse when you hear the audio oh my fucking god <laughs> i i knew a lot about it because i um Okay, I can admit it. I, I watched Sister Wives, and that's how I first heard about about them. And I, I've watched a couple documentaries, and it's just hearing it from the girls who have escaped. It's just. Ew, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Anyways, back to the show. So you want to actually, I know this because I've, I know what audio clip you have. <laughs> you want to address the cringy flirting that Virginia does and then the ultra cringy conversation <laughs> that happens up in the beanstalk uh, once the uh, troll siblings run off with their dwarf moss. <sighs> oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> Go on. I'm going to let you explain this because I... <laughs> My body tenses up just thinking about it. <laughs> I love it. So uh, <laughs> I got the whole uh, the whole recording of it, but I, I feel like it's it, there's a lot of just downtime during it. So I, I got the most important parts of the recording. Uh, as it turns out, <laughs> uh, Virginia finds that Wolf has a tail. <laughs> A wolf's tail. Not, yes. I mean, he's a wolf. He's half wolf. Yeah. So, of course, he has a tail. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> when she tells her, it's not very big at this time of the month. His tail. <laughs> you have no idea it's how much my, brush. you have no idea how much my body just wanted to tense up and like hide <laughs> from like all other stimuli <laughs> watching this scene. <laughs> Okay, I've got a couple clips. Let me play them for you. 
got a tail? Yeah, so? You have succulent breasts. I don't go on about them all the time, do I? To be now, to be fair to Virginia, I think he has gone on about her form, though maybe I, not yeah. exactly her succulent breast, though. Um, he did call her milky. Was it a creamy, dreamy, creamy, dreamy <laughs> girl? Yeah. Yes. Although that wasn't a direct reference to her breasts, you know. But true. Still. Yeah. Um, and then later in this episode, he he says, uh, "Let me make sure I get the the quote just right." Uh, it's uh. Hurt from the front, but a delight from behind. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. <laughs> so then, uh, oh, excuse me, a vision from behind. Yes. And then uh, the final recording here. Why did you touch it? It's perfectly normal. Come on, get a stroke. <laughs> and she does. Um, in, in which, uh, Casey shudders and she's like, what? He says, well, don't go against the fur. <laughs> so he teaches her how to properly stroke him. <laughs> My nethers clenched oh. at that. Just trying to keep things out, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot a lot about this, this mini series. Cause it's, it's been over two, 20 years since I've seen it. See, I knew but I this. Do you remember that part? I, I remember. <laughs> I knew these scenes are coming up. I just, again, when you play in the background to like do work to, it's a lot easier to ignore how mm-hmm. cringy that line is. And then when you watch, it's like, oh, oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> of all the things, I remembered him teaching her how to properly stroke him. <laughs> against the fur virginia everybody knows that i mean to be fair my cats would say the same thing if we were to do that so but they <laughs> true, wouldn't true. they wouldn't you know shudder they'd bite us <laughs> so <laughs> yes but um i feel like he's really coming around uh his his character and he is taking in what he's learning from the books and he's um evolving into more of a gentleman. Mm-hmm. And he even uh, listens to her without judgment mm-hmm. <laughs> later <laughs> and asks her questions, leading her to conversation later. Yes. But um, yeah, I guess uh, we should say from here, uh, once they escape, uh, she says, you know, she wants to save her dad. And <laughs> at one point she says, he should be fine, right? And he said, well, if I know anything about Tony. Yeah, if I know your dad, <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, he's probably going to do something stupid. Which he did, honestly. If you think of it, I was like, really? That was the day? It's like he got caught trying to forge a key. Um, mm-hmm. Then he also almost got in trouble by not trying to break a mirror. And yeah. He had his teeth taken yes. uh, in exchange for the materials to make a key. Yep. <laughs> And, and his watch. Yes. Well, the watch belonged to the um, his landlord, the owner oh, of the building. Right. Yeah, because he was an offer. Rolex. Yeah, real gold. But now he he finds that that Acorn the dwarf and Clayface and, the goblin. 
Yes, thank you, because I was just forgetting his name. Um, so that's great timing. <laughs> they had been digging a tunnel out, and they were finally uh, using it to escape. And Clayface gives him this uh, little, I-, I guess, a figure, like a like carved, statue. It's like a carved soap, like bar of soap almost. Yeah, because yeah. he's, he's in there for carving, um, they don't specifically say what. Yes, you mean like faces? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Doesn't say. But he carved this probably out of soap for him. For Tony, and, yeah, it's it's sweet. And it shows the, uh, it sh- basically it shows what's probably him, his daughter, and the dog. And Wolf. There's, there's three people figures right. and one dog figure. And the inscription says the four that saved the nine kingdoms. So, yeah, the Clayface is prophetic is basically what we're <laughs> going with here. <laughs> Although- and for some reason, later on, he decides not to tell anybody about that. Well, Tony's not really wanting to do an adventure. He's just trying to find the mirror to get back home. Why he wants to get back home where people are chasing him and everything, yeah. I have no idea. Though right now he's being chased in general, so... You know, it's nothing's working out well for Tony at the moment. Um, no. Can I just say that the engineering that Clayface and Acorn have put into this, the fact that they were able to, you know, get the beams up to, you know, provide support <laughs> around the tunnel so that nothing collapsed. It's, mm-hmm. I am very impressed with them. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. I mean. The, They've been working on this for a while. I mean, the the, the framing, all that, it's it's pretty, it should have caved in. And yeah, no, they, they thought of everything. Now, they also somehow um, Shawshank Redemption themselves yes! out because it's <laughs> hidden behind one of the pictures, the portraits of Prince Wendell. And mm-hmm. when uh, Virginia and Wolf uh, come in wearing the invisible shoes, they get Prince um, um, off out of the leash and, you know, taken with and Wendell leads them lead him to, to the, his prison. To, yeah, Tony's prison cell. cell. And um, the portrait of Prince Wendell is back up over the hole that they've been digging. I'm like, yep, he's Shawshank Redemption. That thing. <laughs> they put it, they somehow put it right back up there because because when Virginia and uh, Wolf climb through it with uh, Wendell, like they just leave the portrait down. <laughs> it's like, guys, guys, yeah. <laughs> cover your tracks. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's not like there's a warden that would be after you guys or anything. <laughs> Just ignore that. Well, I mean, there's there's some other things that happen. I mean, could I just, although the one thing I want to mention, speaking of other names, um, did you also read some of the um, the um, uh, prisoner placards on top of the cells? I read some of them. I think my favorite is the one who's in for 200 years, and he's just called um, The Chopper, Multiple Murders, <laughs> 200 Years. I'm like, I feel like that's a nickname. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, they they do get out of the tunnel after um, Wolf runs into Tony, who's like stuck trying to get out. Acorn has escaped in the boat that's holding the mirror, and Clayface just dives into the water and just swims away because yeah, because he says uh, goblins travel faster alone. Yep. And um, now here's why the warden honestly sucks a lot at his prison. <laughs> so. Um, they the three of them get out with Wendell with the Prince Wendell as the dog, and they get into a boat because they see that Acorns run off with the boat that Tony was tossing junk into. So they get into a boat, and out of the prison come the troll siblings. 
Yes. <laughs> Thank yes. You. <laughs> like you guys were just busted out of there <laughs> by your dad. And now you're running back there with your dad to, into like, the prison. What? To me, that tells me the warden actually really sucks at keeping prisoners in, totally. out, escape plan, like all these other things. I'm just like, wait. It's one thing if it's like the warden and everybody else. And those things wins. The troll siblings coming out just like, and they're not like coming out like running away from things. They're like, no. da 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 da. We're gonna find. <laughs> yes. <stuff>. It's like, <laughs> and at least Wolf is invisible by like holding on to um, Virginia to with Virginia's. The yeah, but the troll kids. They just escaped from there too, and they're they're just like, yeah, do 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 do. <laughs> Yep, and then they see them chase after, but of course, oh. you know, they suck at um, chasing and swimming, and they're yes. knocked away, and they're drowning in waist-deep water as their dad yells at them for being <laughs> pathetic. And for being upsetting as children, and then uh, the evil queen summons him. Yeah, by causing what clearly is a major migraine until he can find a mirror, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and um, it's kind of... Becoming a parent to uh, uh, the queen that uh, Relish is kind of a loose cannon, which should have been obvious, but she needed the escape. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to now control him. And he's, you know, he's hungry now. Yes. <laughs> she says, I could serve you the kingdom on a platter. He said, but I'm hungry now. Yeah, because he decides to attack one of the towns and everything. And mm-hmm. yeah, and she's kind of being like, it's important that Wendell look like he's powerful. Stop fucking us up because she's still got, you know, the dog Wendell or the Wendell human mm-hmm. um, body. And of course, it's I mean, it's very obvious she's just going to try to switch them out. But of course, if the tr- the obvious thing is if the Troll King is out there, like, terrorizing anybody and Wendell isn't coming to anybody's aid, then it's like, <laughs> yeah, no, nobody's going to trust Wendell to do anything. He's a brat prince. And, like, she's trying to tell him, like, this will have serious repercussions. And he's like, he don't give a shit. He's like, because he wants his kingdom now. Yeah. And he doesn't even know what that means. He's like, well, I don't know what repercussions mean. Yes. <laughs> Basically, he doesn't care. Yep. And And why should he? I mean, she doesn't have anything on him. Yeah. And if he can have the kingdom without her, then yeah, nobody's what she wants. Well, because he knows that nobody's really there to stop him because Wendell's not around. And he's got a whole court of Wendell's got a whole court of advisors who are busy playing his coordination and color patterns and not really, you know, caring about the fact that trolls are invading like little principalities of the kingdom and she lacks any leverage over him and and now she's she also can no longer control wolf Mm -hmm. and tries to to contact him through a mirror as he's making himself handsome for virginia shaving i wonder where everybody's getting (laughs) shaving cream because not only was wolf shaving on that boat but so was acorn shaving on the boat like where yes. was this crap? I mean, they're also making food off of these boats. I'm like, where is this crap they're There's getting? There's a box of cereal on their boat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like bran flakes. Yeah. But he's basically telling her, like, you know, he's not going to do what she wants. And then um, then Tony comes in and he's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm making dinner. 
her cooking. Well, and the queen realizes that she can't see who's with Wendell. She can't see Virginia. Mm-hmm. She can't see Tony. So, and she wants to know why. Yeah, what's what's protecting them from her her magic? View. Yeah, and she's realizing she doesn't have anybody working for her now. Yeah, well, except for the troll siblings who stop by her castle and are like, "Hey, right. we're just here to report," and there's like nothing to report. And I got to give her uh, scratch slap game some cred because she was able yeah. to hit all of them, making their cheeks bleed at once. I was like. Damn, okay. That was a very three stages move. Too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Except, you know, again, if, if they actually made them bleed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but let's uh let's talk real quick about um uh Tony is <laughs> God Tony fingering a fish. Thank you. That was the one thing. It's like, did you put your finger in that fish? It's like phrasing. <laughs> phrasing. So Tony finds uh, a hidden fish uh, that's kept behind a glass on the boat um, pain yeah yeah and it, yeah it was hidden but he he hits his head on the uh like the 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 board or something it. yeah it's just like a, yeah. it's like a drop down like um panel and yeah it, when he's it, finally being a good dad and actually being concerned for his daughter yeah and the <laughs> the weird semi-predator who's lusting yes. after his daughter i mean she even has the best line there where she's like would you do stop talking about me as if i'm not here it's <laughs> like okay good job staying up for yourself thank you virginia and that's when uh, when the wolf says, part from the front, a vision from behind. <laughs> and Tony's like, can you not talk about my daughter that way? <laughs> but then he says something kind of ridiculous that it's Tony. Um, he says that you're an ex-con. <laughs> like, I don't want you my daughter. <laughs> That's one of those weird things where it's like, again, I go back to my dad. It's like, I don't even think my dad would be but, I mean, my dad would obviously have the ex-con thing in that no yeah. checklist of why are you interested in him, Jane? But I think the first part he'd probably notice is the fact that this guy's being a really huge, like, you know, per- <laughs> creep, creep? <laughs> predator. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about your creepy or your creamy, dreamy daughter. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, like yeah. you almost wish that Chris Hansen would also go after people who like harass adults <laughs> you know just one of those <laughs> yeah, it's like priorities tony <laughs> priorities Think yeah about it. but then like he gets immediately distracted when he hits his head and the thing drops down it says don't break glass unless for a financial emergency and it basically talks about how you stick your finger in the fish's mouth and do a little dance and you're supposed to be able you to face south yeah. or something like that. Yeah, he didn't even do that when he did that because, like, yeah, mm-hmm. he he pretends to when they're all gone, he pretends to cough to break the glass, and <laughs> I think he actually says cough. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but he it basically turns you into Midas, where everything you touch with that finger it, it turns to gold. But it seems to only work once, so one time use of the golden figure and i i again is it well because it only he'll uses it once because i mean like you know because virginia captures mm. catches him and he starts going like i could turn this whole bolt into gold she's like yeah and then it would sink it's like yes, <laughs> and yes. we would drown yes <laughs> see see 
That's why he needs his daughter to <laughs> be the voice of reason. She probably would have helped him avoid all, that whole fiasco with the the wishes. Yeah. The dragon dung bean, whatever it was. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I, I even wrote a thing going like, man, like she'd have to like even probably stop him from like trying to masturbate because you probably forget the like. <laughs> 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 well, and you see when he's going to shore because they they see like, oh, look, there's the, the ship on the shore. Um, He's got his pinky finger up above his head. So, I mean, because if he touch the water then who knows yeah I mean, <laughs> they would be pretty screwed i think <laughs> so much but, life loss of the marine life down there <laughs> and them they'd be stuck in the water well i mean they could walk across it unless it's liquid gold well i mean if they're in the water then i would think that they'd be trapped yeah I, I mean, but, again, there's he, that's not what he touches with his golden finger. So. Yeah, and he almost, like, touches her by accident. Yeah, he's like, ah! the finger. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sorry. Yeah. Continue. Well, because um, what happens during this time is uh, Wendell, as the dog, smells himself, and it's actually at the Queen's Castle because they're passing by it. He smells his Well, he does. So he's just like, I know I'm there. <laughs> and it's just like he just runs off and... He's trying. He sees his body as the dog down below, and 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 this poor dog, you know, as a human, he's he doesn't understand. He can stand up. He, you know, is walking around looking for bones. He tinkles on a pillar with you know his human body and lifts his leg up and stuff. I mean, again, this is another person, uh, the actor who's really playing it up right now. Oh yeah. And, and I felt bad for his character because he's he's a dog and he just like he's talking about finding bones and and chewing on them when the evil queen goes to sleep. Yes. <laughs> oh. And like and she's trying to teach him how to like, you know, eat like a human and everything and, and stand and walk like a human and use a fork and a knife. Yes. And then you cannot eat. I just like the fact she then leaves him with a fork and a knife and says you cannot eat. Yes. I'm like. You know, if it were my parents' dog or any of the dogs I've ever owned in my life, that's not a thing you do. No, that's <laughs> I mean, not that's, a thing you do, but also, like... That's a lot of um, training. I mean, I've seen some dogs who can do that, but that's a lot of training. <laughs> well, and she tells him that that he... She has to go, but while she's gone, he could practice using a fork and a knife, but he, she doesn't show him how to use them. <laughs> <laughs> he just starts, like, whacking the food with the fork and the knife. Yes. Which I think would realistically be the case. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how my my kid learned how to eat at the very beginning is a smash mm -hmm. thing. So, you know. <laughs> but yeah, Wendell sees and he's trying to get him to touch and so they can turn back. It doesn't work, obviously. And Wendell's running and the trolls are finding him and chase after him. And this is where the gold finger obviously comes in. <laughs> so oh. I don't I don't feel bad for Wendell. I don't feel bad for the troll kids either. But yeah, the troll kids grab the dog and they kind of get a hold of his tail. And that's when, you know, Tony turns them all to gold by touching one of them. And yeah. And I think that they were basically implying that he was trying to save Wendell. But yeah. just maybe accidentally turn them all into gold yeah because it seemed to be like a ripple effect of like whoever he touched it didn't show who then it kind of created a ripple effect that where it got all the siblings 
and Wendell. Although the nice thing is that it gets just a little bit of his tail as Tony says, I think we can easily chisel him off. <laughs> yes. And, and and it's it kind of works like the invisibility uh, shoes where it's like if you're coming into contact with the person wearing them, then yeah, and he, you're covered by the magic. And they only get it once because his finger is no longer sparkly mm. anymore. So I assume it was a one time thing. And. And to be fair, I would honestly argue Wendell's kind of a dick and maybe being silenced for a bit is a good thing, though. And Tony's actually really like he's really sweet about him, about yeah. about Wendell, because he he knows he doesn't have to go after Wendell. He doesn't have to save him. And they're trying to I think they they run into uh, somebody who uh, Acorn sold his boat to mm-hmm. um, for his horse and carriage. And he in the that man says, well, if you go right now, you could catch him. Yeah, because he's got the mirror. He's got all the stuff that. um uh, that was Acorn has all the stuff that didn't look damaged and stuff in the back of the cart. Mm-hmm. So he's Acorn's looking to sell stuff, obviously. But and um, so it's within their best interest to go after Acorn and get that that mirror so they can go back home. But and they're they're telling him like, oh, you know, we I'm sorry, but we we have to go. And he says, just give me 15 minutes, and he runs off to save uh, to save Prince. Yeah, or Prince Wendell. Yeah. We can call him Prince because that's kind of what they refer to him as the dog form yeah. as well. But and and he is broken up because I mean and yes, in depending on how obviously this spell works, and I do know how it works, um, that would have killed him. You know, I yeah. even wrote down like, can they breathe? Because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> like are their insides gold or yeah? <laughs> but then again, it's a magical land. <laughs> yes, magic rules. But yeah, so, so but they've got him chiseled away, and they're dragging Prince on a chart, uh, not chart, a cart. Which and they they have like little like metal straps to hold him in, yep. to hold his feet down. Yep, <laughs> and it's so cute. It's like one of those old, uh, old, old toys, like with a duck. Yeah, the pole toys. Yeah, for little yes. kids. Yeah, I mean, they've this got thing this little be, rope. This thing must be heavy as hell if you think about it. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, if he's solid gold, good Lord. Oh, yeah. But that's why they, they fashion it because he says, like, he can't carry him for the whole time. Although he does end up having to carry him in certain parts when they're running away. Well, it looked like Wolf was helping him carry Wendell, like, mm-hmm. during that one scene. But, yeah, it's at least a two-man job. Queen Diane Weist sets the the Kuntzman after them, who's played by the Hauer, as I know him, of Redger Hauer. Well, you could also call him the Huntsman, not the Kuntzman, but yes. That's what I said. Okay. Huntsman. Whatever you need to say. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't even know his full story. I know what his story is. It's going to get even more upsetting. <laughs> oh, no. I, I did watch ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah well, we can't mention that, though, because it's the next episode. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it is upsetting. Yeah. yeah. So she says because she like well, dwarves. Oh, uh, because because uh, you know uh, the queen is just sort of like, look, the troll kids are the troll kids. The wolf is not on my side anymore. Now I need somebody loyal to me, and sends the huntsman out, who I guess is like feared in the woods and everything because he's a he is clearly a dangerous, dangerous man, as we learned after this one scene, and this is where well, he. They explain it in a future episode, but I feel like it's it's safe to say that he has 
this um, magical ability that if he if he shoots an arrow, it like even if he doesn't see his what he's hunting, it will hit its mark. Yeah, it'll hit it in the heart. It's it's a magic um, uh, crossbow um, mm-hmm. that he has, and it'll hit it hit the target in the heart. So he's almost indefeatable, really. Yes, as long as he has bolts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Runs out of bolts and then it's a challenge. But he's also like a skilled hunter in the fact of tracking. He's really good at tracking stuff. He's 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 a horrible human being. During this time, like you see warning signs of this, like they're traveling off the path um, because they've been warned by a traveling woman that, you know, after Virginia shares food with her because she's nice. And Tony had, excuse me, I really had to sneeze. Wolf says, we only have 15 sandwiches. I'm yes. afraid we can't share. And, and Tony's like, I only give to registered charities. It's like, no, you don't, Tony. You don't give to any charities. Don't lie to me. That That's your excuse when somebody comes asking for a quarter. Um, I gave at the office. Yes. <laughs> but Virginia shares and she gives them a lesson in teamwork by showing her a bundle of sticks and having her break them. But then the wolf woman also gives a warning of like don't travel on the road because you're being hunted by somebody and mm-hmm. you know wolf basically points out that like yeah there's a huntsman he works for the queen and not only that he's basically kills poachers because he has like they come across a uh kind of like a hung animal graveyard mm-hmm. of like slaughtered rabbits and even says like poachers will be executed and everything signed the huntsman so yeah right. he not good people not good people. The the lesson that the the woman basically gives them is that they're stronger together. Yeah, it's it's yeah the whole like break one stick, break two sticks, and now hold all three broken pieces together. Now try to break that. It's you know pretty basic lesson yeah. about stronger together. But yeah, and anyways, and the guys are kind of like, oh yeah, thanks. Oh, <laughs> well, well, th- well, Tony's like, oh, uh, and 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 Wolf is like, oh, that's a good lesson. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I think you're an adult. I think he's in that like that mood of like, oh, I learned something new about myself today. <laughs> Thank you for this this free therapy. May I point something out? My understanding is that wolves hunt in packs. <laughs> true. Shouldn't he kind of understand this already? Anyway, so we should probably mention that. They come across, and this is obviously the word they use, they come across a band of gypsies, as Wolf refers to them as, and that's the word they use in the series. Yeah. So that's one of the things we're just like, yep, it's going to be said off and on. They also call them poachers, which was like, okay, well, now we're <laughs> we're getting to some yeah. dangerous territory there. And and I want to have our, our next episode, uh, I'm going to, I'm planning to do a mini-sode uh, just talking about gypsies mm-hmm. and uh because there's a huge difference between if like me you were born and raised in the 80s there's or before that it's sometimes like even in the 90s i feel like there's a huge uh there there are two types of gypsies and this sounds like a setup for a racist joke but i assure you it is not um go on are... i'm gonna sit back here and i'm going to just like if i need to distance myself you're gonna hear okay, me now further, just, further just hear me out okay no. <laughs> james <laughs> outside the room to a bar. <laughs> no. but there there are two types of gypsies uh there are the ones from stories and they're the actual real gypsies <laughs> and these two quite freaking different yes <laughs> and uh, i mean i think 
it wasn't even until my thirties where I learned about the, uh, about how the word jip or gypped is a slur, a racist slur. So there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. It's, but, um, I, that's why I want to do it as a separate episode, like a mini sode. Yeah. It's, um, I, I, like I said, I, again, I was also born in the eighties as well. And I mean, for me, I think my first introduction to the term probably was the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah, like if, there. I mean, if I think we about. Kind of- I'm trying to go. I'm looking back on like, did I? Was there any other media or anything else out there that kind of had like an injection to at least the word? And I well, can't there think was, of it right now. Uh, like, I mean, back in the day, they were, uh, you know, to us, they were fortune tellers, palm readers, and you know, you could find one at the at the carnival and. <laughs> You know, they can tell they had a a crystal ball and they could place curses. There are so many horror movies with gypsy curses or there's even um, Angel or, uh, well, the Angel character in Buffy the Vampire Slayer who has a gypsy curse placed on him. So his soul is returned to him. I kind of forgot that uh, you were introduced to certain media that I never was at a certain age. And I'm like, where did you hear this? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you and Donnie. I forgot. movies a lot as a kid. It's <laughs> <laughs> like thinner. The whole, the whole idea is that he has a gypsy curse placed on him and he just keeps getting thinner and thinner and thinner. Stuff like that. I mean, there, there's, there are a lot of like stories out there about gypsy curses yeah and again a completely different but of course it was you it is used to um um to degrade or to insult um an actual group of people who a lot of people feared because right of their lifestyle so it's it, there mm-hmm. still is something wrapped up in that that makes them combine together but obviously the difference between the fairy tale version and um, the actual people who uh, do not go by that name at all. <laughs> so, unless you watch things like Gypsy Sisters or My Big Fat Gypsy Wedding. Okay, this is where I'm I like, love. I am okay. so out of the loop. I was like, that was that's a show. <laughs> like in my head, I'm like, really, dude. You've got to check out my big fat gypsy wedding. I can barely stand <laughs> so the original reality television. You think I'm going to tolerate any of this shit? <laughs> the closest I get to any reality television show is competition shows like Nailed It or mm. like the American Ninja Warrior. And it's like, and I still skip oh, through. I love American Ninja I Warrior. I still skip through all the storylines or just like, oh, I was blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, I just want to watch you do the course. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> That's one thing. I, and I, I know. Oh, I'm sorry. We're totally going off topic, but yeah, that's one thing I love about the Great British Baking Show or Break Off, whatever it was originally called. They don't do that whole uh, you- Sally's daughter is was ter- uh, received or had terminal cancer, and she's a. <laughs> You know, like they have that whole dramatic story of like, really, she's a real hero. What's really great is um, my mom watches like The Voice, but she does the exact same thing mm-hmm. I do with any sort of competition. She just skips over the whole entire like background story. She's like, exactly. And I've asked her that. I'm like, like, so you don't watch this? And she's like, I just want to hear them sing. <laughs> I'm like, exactly. Right. That's my thing. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I, 
I, I, I love, love, love stories. I love hearing people's stories, but when it comes to like those sort of things, the competition reality, you know, shows like, I don't give a crap. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, you know, there are the occasional things. Like I think it was the beast where, um, where a contestant had been uh, hit by a car and they, they told him he'd never walk again, but here he was basically in an American Ninja warrior type of, uh, uh, course. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, things like that. I'm like, I'm all in, but when it doesn't pertain to the thing and it's just all about how they overcame the obstacles in their lives. And yeah, it's like, I'm sorry. I don't give a shit. <laughs> just, yeah. just let me see him go across the course. I think let me hear him saying, I think whatever. it's because in a lot of cases for these people, a good chunk of it's like, yeah, a lot of your obstacles are also like 20 other people on this stage trying to compete. Yeah. It's like, you're not, this is nothing unique. Okay. It's, it kind of reminds me of, um, I remember my uh, brother-in-law had um, signed up to be on Wheel of Fortune. And I was curious, like, what is the um, criteria? He didn't pass the cut. um, But what's the criteria? And um, besides, obviously, being able to solve um, those types of puzzles. And um, it's like, you know, it's like has like a minute long video where you talk about yourself and it has like a list of things. Don't mention it on here because we don't care if it's on your bucket list. And I'm like, how many people have sent that in? (laughs) You know, I actually, I was supposed to be a contestant on The Weakest Link. Really? Yeah, but it it was when they were really going down the tube and they ended up getting canceled. Oh, okay. (laughs) I was like, so close. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, we're back to the show. So yes, they they encounter, um, as they call them, gypsies and they get captured or at least brought in and you know they're treated well with hospitality they're given food and um at one point do you want to talk about this very very cringy like okay i the choice of song because so you know oh god yes they perform you know you know they're putting on a show they're playing the violin everybody's happy everybody's dancing and then they ask tony they try to hand him a violin and say here and tony's like i don't play which you do for it's like well then sing us a song and it's and he says i i don't really sing and uh and, and wolf is being like dude you have to like yeah like grid teeth like dude He's holding a knife near you. You probably yeah. should sing a goddamn song. And then the guy, the, the the man, like, makes a good point where he's just like, oh, our hospitality isn't worth a song. I mean, he makes a good point, but I would like to say I don't know if the ex- currency exchange of what Tony sings matches the level of hospitality. Oh. Mm. And maybe you should have thought about what you actually could have asked for differently. Because, <laughs> yeah, what's... I don't know. I don't think they were very happy with it. <laughs> no, no, no. But what's what's the actual title of the song? Because the the lyrics um I recognize. I don't is it actually is the title of the song actually um Gypsies, Gypsies Tramps, Tramps and, Thieves? and Thieves. That's the actual title. Okay. I was like Yeah, and it's it's uh originally sang by Cher. Yeah, I was trying to remember the name of it. I was and that's the song he chooses to sing. And what's really more disturbing to me than his like off-key singing obviously and just making it sound really awful is if I were Virginia in this situation, I would have mm. just been face palming and like trying to like 
like belly roll out of the camp. <laughs> like <laughs> doing that like that Homer Simpson sort of yeah. meme where just like slowly backing into a bush. Oh, there's this, like this really great scene in Family Guy where like Joe starts crying in the bar and all three of the yes. guys are finding ways to escape. So, like one of them kind of takes a step backwards, like Quagmire yes. climbs to the window, and I think like Peter or Quagmire rolls under the table yes. and then rolls across the barroom floor to get away and Peter climbs out the window. It's like that's what I I'd be doing quagmire. I'd be like, roll under the table. It's kind of like, roll yeah. myself away. Because, yeah, but it's a... I felt like that a couple times in my life where it's, like, slowly backing away. Because, <laughs> like, but she's trying to, like, trying to, like, curse. She's, like, bobbing along. It's like, no, Virginia, just face palm and, like, oh, just no. be invisible at this point. Because, yeah. But I love his dance, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tony's dance. He's trying to do a sexy dance, basically, to to uh, to gypsies, tramps, and thieves, oh. which, like I said, is a song sung by by Cher. <laughs> He's not Cher. Is the response to He's that? He's not Cher. Although I would pay to see him with uh, Cher's "Turn Back Time" uh, video outfit with the electric tape, oh, um, <laughs> electrical tape. Excuse me. <laughs> But anywho, <laughs> yeah, it, it gets really uncomfortable. And um, then the leader of the caravan comes out and uh, they she, call her the gypsy queen. Yeah. in the I'm not I'm I'm choosing not to say things. I'm just yeah, going to say that's but she's like the leader. And um, she tells uh, Tony's fortune and basically in so many tarot cards calls him an idiot. <laughs> I see the buffoon, <laughs> the village idiot. <laughs> yes. And his friend the oaf. Yes. <laughs> and uh that was uh, she was played by Eve Pierce who is actually from Scotland, but she is she has been in a lot of uh a lot of amazing uh, stories and uh actually she's been in something we'll probably cover in the future penelope where uh she was the old lady card player uh. um obviously not a lead but um, <laughs> old lady card player yeah, that's a name <laughs> <laughs> she's also been in torchwood and she was in uh something i absolutely love she was in mirror mask as the future fruit lady. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So going like, to, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have to remind myself sometimes of things. <laughs> but yeah, I was thinking like, she sounds familiar. She looks familiar. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. And she does yeah. a, a creepy read for Virginia where she points out mm-hmm. that, you know, Virginia's still mad that her mom left. So of course it's showing that this woman is actually knows her shit and Virginia walks off in kind of a huff. And then Wolf comes on going like, okay, just about romance, just about love. Of course, of course Wolf comes up and he's like, okay, I want, I'm thinking two girls and two boys. Yeah. Three girls, two boys. And he, she's, and the, and the woman's going like, yeah, uh, girl dead bonfire being belt. You're going to be burned alive. And then she even says like, you're a wolf. And he says, so's your grandson. Which, yeah. let me point that out once again. I'm assuming grandma's not a wolf. So that means one yeah. of her children <laughs> went and nailed a wolf. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was thinking, okay, so once again, how does this work? And I, I like to imagine. If she doesn't know about it, then. 
Well, she knew. I mean, he even because she then looks at him. She's oh. like, oh, yeah, like you you caught me. Yeah, I've been trying to hide him. But yeah, no, she it, it seems like grandma knew. That's mm. probably why grandson's with her is to protect him. But yeah, I um, I, 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 I'm imagining it like, um. Um, like a Greek myth almost, like instead of how yeah. the Minotaur came about, like yeah. her child dressed her, him or herself up as a wolf and just went at it <laughs> or got. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so she, um, to read her fortune, uh, she gets a lock of Virginia's hair. Yep. Um, which is kind of odd because she doesn't have to do that for the men, but yep. whatever. Um, and anyway, there's a there are a bunch of cages with magical birds who are begging her, begging Virginia to let them out, to release them and free them. And Wolf explains that that the poachers are the only ones who know how to trap them, these magical birds, and explains that their wings will be broken and they will be sold to the highest bidder who will then eat them to acquire their magic, although the, the birds, birds say it yeah. doesn't work that way. Yeah, we're just birds. It's it's similar to mm. some of the other people who got and, you know, like poach tigers or poach rhinos yeah. or whatever and like steal their tusks because it was like, no, no, it doesn't. You're you're no. <laughs> Just because it happened 500 years ago does not mean it's still or you know still works today. It never worked to begin mm-hmm. with. Some things just don't work. <laughs> <laughs> you have to understand. I I also get a little bit uh pissy at people who try to and it's usually white people who try to argue for uh certain remedies especially when it comes to like say essential oils or other things they're still like oh well you know this is like created by like these native american tribes or this is like what chinese (laughs) people used to do and i'm like even if that was true just because it was done this many years ago doesn't mean it was a fucking cure (laughs) ancient chinese magic yeah (laughs) kind of reminds me of that uh Ages ago, ages, like like third or fourth season of South Park, where they even make fun of that, where it's like, where the parents are like, oh, well, like, this is from nature and it's from Native Americans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's selling, this white lady selling them all this, like, garbage that she's picking up by two characters yes. played, like Cheech and Chong. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's like, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what it always sounds like to me is like, mm-hmm. it's, it's like that. Not surface level, but like the underneath racism that comes from the idea of, well, it has to work because I'm not a racist and I'm going to respect this culture. It's like, no, no, you're not. You're just somebody's just taking advantage of somebody else's culture and then pretending it's this. I can't remember who it is, but there was this great podcast I listened to that had an episode uh, on that like uh, how offensive it, offensive it is with the whole like poster uh, poltergeist notion of um, it was built on an Indian burial ground oh yeah crap, you the know? curse thing and yeah yeah it's <laughs> I mean I would I would argue like to be fair 
in general, it is insulting to build <laughs> anything <laughs> on top of shouldn't build on anybody's gravesite, regardless. I'm, I'm not saying you're going to be cursed. I'm saying it's an insult to the people. It's an asshole thing to do, at the very least. <laughs> I was going to say, asshole is the nice word to use. <laughs> But uh, anywho, I guess yeah. we should be trying to wrap this up. Oh, um, yeah. So she Virginia frees these little birds and everything when they wake up early and Wolf and uh, Tony are trying to drag or lift Prince away. And Virginia makes a point to go and free the birds. And uh, they get chased. They get caught and chased down. But where they're hiding, you know, they get called back and... Turns out that um, the leader is putting a curse on Virginia that will make her hair basically like Rapunzel never stop growing. So it's going to pain her and uh, cause great pain and uh, till she dies. Yes. Now, I would like to say this was probably one of the best pieces of advice that Tony may have offered when they noticed that Virginia's hair is starting to grow, where she says, what should we do? And Tony says, braid it. I'm like, actually right that is legitimately what she should have started doing that's what i was saying too i was just like actually tony's right surprisingly right yeah no start braiding start wrapping around your head you know like start Mm -hmm. creating something like use whatever you can to tie it up (laughs) you know i was like them carrying it like a like a train yeah i'm just (laughs) like coming from somebody who doesn't have obviously that long of hair but does have Mm -hmm. long hair I, I braid my hair at night so it doesn't get all tangled and crap because I have yeah, very so thick, wavy hair. And I and that's what you're supposed to do when your hair is wet anyway to, like, put it in a loose braid or I put mine in a bun at night. Yeah, no, it's and it helps. It keeps it out of there. I mean, look at Tangled. That's what they do for yeah. Rapunzel, you know, when she's in town is those little group of girls just braid her hair and it's easier for her to mm-hmm. walk and move around and... It's cute. Rather than having Wolf follow you holding it like a, a dress train. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like a really obnoxious veil that gets caught on everything. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah I understand that's probably going to be growing from the roots, but you just got to keep kind of working with it. It's like long mm-hmm. hair. Trust me. It, it's a good thing to do. But yeah, it's the. Yeah. I mean, if, if she had it braided, yeah, it's going to keep growing from the roots, but at least she could start wrapping it around stuff and like it's not going to be trailing. Yeah, exactly. It's. Yeah. It, I don't know. I know. It, that was just one of the things as somebody with long hair, I'm like, good. But yet, um, yeah, so they find Snow White's cabin or the seven dwarfs house. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's and it's supposed to be like lost to history. So like for Wolf, this is like a piece of his history. Just kind of kind of cool if you think about it, because if you were in like that person's shoes, it's like, oh, you just you just like stumbled upon something that meant a lot to the people who grew up in this area, who lived with these stories. Right. And of course it, they make a point where it's point out. Cause you know, they're dragging Prince Wendell around. That's his grandmother's house. That's where yeah. she was, which is, you know, kind of disappointing. It's like, well, hopefully they can maybe mark her on a map and find it again. Cause <laughs> yeah. Although who knows, maybe they don't want to because uh, Tony's whole entire thing of trying to eat the apple that's growing outside. <laughs> I mean, Wolf makes the yeah. best point. He's like, that probably grew from like the seeds of the apple that's poison Snow White. It's like, yes, that is how fruit works. <laughs> how fruit seeds work. It's there that they find that 
her hair is still growing and it's growing up the stairs. And so once again, instead of doing anything useful with her hair, she's just dragging it along. Yeah, they like try to cut it with like, you know, shears and an axe and nothing's cutting it, which is the point. And that's when one of the little birds that Virginia Free tells them like, you know, there's a dude in the woods. Um, He has a magical axe. They'll cut through anything and go find them. You'll cut your hair. And they're like, okay, have a plan. And then Wolf picks up the Huntsman's scent um, after the Huntsman has also slaughtered the entire caravan camp with yeah. his magical bolt. Including the Wolf Kid. Yeah, that was really sad. Like it's, That was really sad. Because it's clear that, like, you know, I, it's clear that both Graham is keeping it a secret from everybody. Mm-hmm. And Wolf points it out. And even, like, during the night when they're in the... Um, when Virginia and Wolf are talking, uh, she even asks, "Is like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, Wolf stuff, you know? And it's, it sounds yeah. like it's more like like that heart-to-heart that the kid probably has needed because he is of mixed species. And that maybe Wolf never, himself never got. Who knows? Yeah, and just ha- finding a kindred spirit. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, the Huntsman slaughters the entire camp for being poachers. That's what his little decree says. And... Everybody dies, which is, again, just absolutely devastating because of that little boy. Um, And then, yes, then Wolf picks up the scent that the Huntsman is nearby. And because Virginia can't run because she's carrying her goddamn massive load of hair instead of braiding it like a smart person would. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Bugs me. Um, They decide to bury – Wolf decides that because the Huntsman can only track, he can't smell – he decides that he will kind of like bury, you know, bury with, them alive. Yeah, with breathing, <laughs> like they can see out and everything. But yes, bury him underground, bury Prince, because also it's hard to obviously drag Prince, a big golden dog, all over the place. And I love that he does the the dog thing of like, oh yeah, pushing dirt back with his leg before he runs off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because Wolf's going to lead him around in, like, circles and everything Mm. and lose the tracks and everything. Mm. So, But just as the uh, Huntsman is coming across where Virginia and Tony and um, Prince are buried, Virginia sneezes, and they both pop up out of the ground, and Virginia's (laughs) long hair is still coming out of the ground. And I had Mm. to make a point, like, how long did the Huntsman wait for her to run before he stepped on her hair? (laughs) Because, like... In my mind, it's like that was probably a good 10 seconds. He was just sort of mm-hmm. like, I can really mess with them right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and she gets captured and everything, and um he drags her back to his uh Berenstein Bear tree house and <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome for that. I, I really like that. You're welcome. I thought of that when I was like, oh, he's like the Berenstain Bears <laughs> or Stain Bears <laughs> or Stein Bears or whatever people want to call it. I don't care anymore. Berenstain. But yes, and he hits like a knot, it opens up, and he is somehow able to drag all of her hair into the tree before it dis- closes up and disappears, which. It seems so much shorter in that yeah. scene. Well, yeah, I mean, it's. But, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, at this point, who cares? I mean, it's still growing. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's the end of the episode. And with that, <laughs> man, I got to go get me some dinner. Yes. Um, <laughs> I think it's 
actually getting cold right now. It is 7.15 or 7.19. I can't see my clock quite well, but yes. 7.19. Yeah. So I should say, please listen, subscribe, rate, and review Bedknobs and Broom Flicks on Apple Podcasts, especially because it helps other people find us and uh, helps move us up in the charts, making it uh, more easy to discover. Remember, you can find Bedknobs and Broom Flicks on Twitter at at Broomflix, that's B-R-O-O-M-F-L-I-C-K-S. And you can write to us at broomflix at gmail.com. Also, you can check out our show at bednubsandbroomflix.com. Uh, and it's spelled just like the movie. So um, I know it can be a little confusing. So you could just find it by my old podcast, Cage's Kiss. Uh, cageskiss.com will take you there too. And last but not least, if you'd like to help support us and a local bookstore while purchasing a book or a movie, please purchase through our affiliate page at bookshop.org forward slash shop forward slash broomflix. You can find me smoking a giant of uh, dwarf moss in the forest, seeing fairies for three days. Jane, where can the people find you? Uh, you can totally not find me uh, going after the people who keep messing with Linda's internet connection. Oh my God. Totally <laughs> not pouring paint thinner on their cars and totally <laughs> not you. damaging anything else of theirs because I'm sorry when you destroy the cables that are lying underground and do not call the number on where not to dig, you're kind of yeah. a dick. <laughs> kind of a dick. If you yeah. want to know why we've been so delayed, it's actually because people keep destroying her internet by cutting no the joke, cord. People, like <laughs> this has happened twice by two different people. <laughs> like, they have snagged and snapped my internet fiber, and I am like the second time it happened, I couldn't help but laugh because I'm just like, this is so absurd. <laughs> I'm getting a Skype message from you, and I'm just like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and at first, I was like, is it the same person? <laughs> You can't make this shit up. It's just, oh, it's so absurd. But uh, we're back. Yes. Um, I'm going to be praying to the pod gods <laughs> that it doesn't happen again. If if it does happen again, I, I will know that it's a conspiracy. Everything comes in threes, Linda. Isn't that the rule? Everything comes in threes. Oh, God. No. <laughs> So I'd like to thank Doug Walters and Redwire Blackwire for allowing us to use their song Compass. And next episode, we'll continue with the third episode you can get um, from Freebie or Amazon Prime using Freebie um, for the Tenth Kingdom. And I'm fairly certain this has the cringiest. You have not cringed <laughs> until you have seen this moment. I don't know if you, because you watched ahead. I don't know if you've gone to it yet. Yeah. But, oh man, this, this is the part where like, I've had friends fast forward through this because it's just awful. <laughs> uh, and until then, what's that got to do with my knob? Is it covered in dwarf moss or magic mushrooms? <laughs> have you, my, are you stroking it the right direction? <laughs> It's small this time of month. It's just a brush. It's a knob. <laughs> what do you expect? It's just a teeny tiny little knob. <laughs> <sighs>